I'm really speaking about all of humanity, you know, without exception of anybody, you know. And I, I know that um, a lot of the content in the songs is very heavy, you know, but uh, see, fantasy is what people want, but reality is what they need. And I've just retired from the fantasy part because I realized that uh, Claim the love. Yes, make no mistake. There is life in a 
to those who liberate themselves. Welcome to Women Wednesdays. I'm your host, Mariama Tanay, and I'm so glad and humbled that you're here this evening. Blessings to all, strength and love and grace to all. Tonight's topic, tonight's theme is try. Try. Try add. Try angle. The three types of people. We're going to praise up this subject and find clarification from the Most High in his word, in the Bible. And in Proverbs, three kinds of people are mentioned. In Proverbs, Solomon organizes people into three categories, the wise, the foolish, and the simple. These categories are not dependent on age, class, race, gender, or socioeconomic status. 
Rather, they are determined by one's direction in reference to the Lord. Those who are moving toward the Lord are called wise. This person is not a perfect or intelligent person, but rather a person who will gain understanding and change his life based on what he hears in the scripture. Proverbs 1.5, let the wise hear and increase in learning and the one who understands obtain guidance. Again, those who are moving away from the Lord are called foolish. This person is not, is not ignorant or an uneducated person but rather a person who doesn't want to change anymore. He thinks he's doing just fine on his own and doesn't need any more help, especially not from the Lord. Proverbs 1-7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. And three, those who are not moving at all with respect to the Lord on the account of age, inexperience, or incapacity of some sort are called simple. This person is not an unreligious or immoral person, at least not yet, but rather a child or a childlike person who is just starting out on the path of life and thus is about to decide whether to move toward the Lord or away from him. Proverbs 1-4, to give prudence to the simple knowledge and discretion to the youth. The crossroads are before you. Which fork will you take? It's critical to understand, however, that we cannot remain simple forever. We can't. Proverbs 1.5, a wise man will hear and will increase learning, and a man of understanding shall, shall attain Unto wise counsel. Proverbs 1 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Now, the Proverbs of Solomon, Proverbs 1 to 4, the Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, and judgment, and equity, to give subtlety to the simple, to the young man knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and will increase learning, and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels. To understand a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise and their dark sayings. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. My son, hear the instruction of thy father and forsake not the law of thy mother. For they shall be an ornament of grace unto thy head and chains about thy neck. Now, this is the topic this evening, the three types of people, how to form your own triangle, triangulation of the situation, overstand, one, on to greatness, recognizing who are our constituents, who are our comrades. And who are our confidants? 
We're going to take a music moment and come back with Try, Triad, Triangle, the three types of people. Blessings and grace. Dear God, please make me into a bird so I can fly far, far away from here. Dear God, please make me into a bird so I can fly far, far away from here.
reaches the center. Feeding your cerebral with my lexicon placenta. Activate electrons with inflections in my sentence. I'm an anomaly. Commonly mistaken by aesthetics to be human. But I'm rumored to be alien. My genetics and improvement on the gene pool. I'll lead you like Harriet into freedom. From hell into Eden. Reprieve from the, the demons. demons. Pentagrams and coke lines. A dope rhyme from broke minds. You looking for science and drop heads and quote mine. My liquid swords cut deep like the ocean floor. Exposing underbellies. I'm exactly what you're hoping for. Open core. I vibrated 528 bars of pure love with a snare line and 808. Hate to leave you hanging on the 16 with no hook. Sometimes the best lines are left to expire in the notebook. Demon Destroyer. Demon Destroyer. Let's destroy them. Let's be able to see through in the midst of it all, to see clear. So how to recognize the three ways that's mentioned, again in Proverbs, how to recognize the sowers of discord. A worthless person, a wicked man, goes about with crooked speech, winks with his eyes, signals with his feet, points with his finger, with perverted heart, devises evil continually sowing discord. Therefore, calamity will come upon him suddenly. In a moment, he will be broken beyond healing. Proverbs 6.12 to 15. Take note of crooked speech. Do they twist words to win sympathy? Do they label their complaints as concerns, their anger as frustration, or their bitterness as misunderstanding? Have they failed to forgive? Do they always have questions but never any answers? Take note of crooked speech, Proverbs 6.12. Consider body language. Consider body language. When around people who offend them, do they roll their eyes, grimace, or shake their heads? Do they make eye contact with you when the other person turns away? Does their posture communicate disrespect or defensiveness? Consider body language, Proverbs 6.13. And refuse to join the gang. Refuse of whatever it is. Stand flat-footed. The sower of discord points with his finger in an effort to persuade others to join his team. He's a sneaky communicator, and his destructive power lies in his ability to recruit. Whenever someone has a complaint against another person, your best response is, did you talk to that person about it? Plain and simple. When they come to you with it, did you talk to that person about it? Because that's the whole point of it all. Proverbs 6.13. So the three ways to recognize the sowers of discord. One, take note of crooked speech. Two, consider body language. And three, refuse to join the gang. Don't become part of the collective. Maintain your objective and always be subjective in what it is you're after. Overstand. 
Now, what led me on this whole path of the three types of people was a clip I saw on YouTube that touched my heart and opened my eyes in a way that categorized knowledge that I already had, but just in such a simple format that it makes it easier to understand and to grasp. And this is from um, T.D. Jakes, actually. And it's a sermon that he did back in 2010. So do not categorize the blessings by colors. It is not the color you need to watch. It's the character. Watch out for the character. There are three basic types of people that you will interact with if you are a child of destiny. The first group is the confidant. You'll have very few of them. Confidants are those people in your life that love you unconditionally. They are into you, whether you are up or down, right or wrong. They are into you. They are in it for the long haul. You get in trouble, they'll get in trouble with you. They'll come see you in the jailhouse. They'll come get you out of the crack house. You can open up and share anything with them. You'll never inherit your kingdom until you find your confidant. You can't be David until you find your Jonathan. Having a good confidant is the key to inheriting your kingdom because you were raised outside the gate and God is going to call you to reach over the wall. You've got to have a confidant behind the wall who can mentor you for what God is going to do next in your life. The problem with most people is that everyone they run around with is under them. So you are forever feeding people who can't feed you. After years and years of feeding them, they begin to drain you. You have to have someone who can feed you so you can feed somebody else. Overstand. The confidants are the people in your life that are for you. They are with you. They are intimately intertwined in your life. They are there to make sure you reach your destiny. They will confront you. They will get in your face. They will get in your business. They will tell you when you are wrong. They are your confidant. If you have two or three of them in your lifetime, you are a blessed person. Without them, you will never be who God called you to be. You need your confidant. You need your confidant. You're confident. Who in your life is, is, is doing that? Who's letting you know the real? Look around. The real, sincere loved ones. So the next group is called constituents. And are you used to hearing that in a political term? But understand the word sound power. Constituents, they are not into you. They are into what you are for. They are for what you are for. Overstand. They're not into you. They're into what you are for. And they are for what you are for. They are your constituents. As long as you are for what they are for, they will walk with you, work with you, and labor with you. But never, ever think they are for you. 
They are for what you are for. You have to know that because if you meet someone else that will further their agenda, they will leave you and hook up with them because they were never for you. They were just for what you were for. They are your constituents. Throughout your life, particularly if you're broken, you will mistake your constituents for your confidants. Overstand. Because y'all are all for the same thing. So these are my friends. These are my confidants, right? They were just for what you were for. You'll think they're for you when they are simply for what you are for. And by the time they get through, by the time you get through falling in love with them, they will break your heart as they hook up with someone else who was for what you were for because it was never about you anyway. It was about the causes you represent. They are for what you are for, but they are not for you. They're your constituents. And these are not bad people. You have to network. You have to move. All right, what's that African proverb? If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go what? Go with others. So it's important to connect. Overstand. So then he says, can I go deeper with this? Comrades. It's the third type, the comrades. These people are not for you. Nor are they what you were for. They are against what you're against, overstand. They're against what you're against. The comrades will make strange bedfellows. This will cause people to come together who are not for you, and they are not what you're for, but they are against what you're against. They will team up with you to help fight a greater enemy, but don't be confused by their association. Overstand. They will only be with you until the victory is accomplished. People are like scaffolding. They will come into your life to fulfill a purpose. But when the purpose is completed, the scaffolding is removed. Now, don't be upset when the scaffolding is removed because the building always remains. See, so these folks come in, and y'all work together, and it helps strengthen your foundation. Overstand. And theirs, because they're getting experience, knowledge, understanding from the association as well. It's a win-win. But overstand who they are, and don't confuse them with your constituents or your confidants. So expect the constituents and comrades to leave you. And desert you after a while. Be upset when they don't react to your dreams the way you expected them to. Because they would never rally for you in the first place. They wasn't for you. And be careful who you tell your dream to. Because if you tell your dream to your constituents, they will desert you and try to fulfill the dream without you. And if you tell your comrades, they won't support you because they were never for you anyway. If you find a few people in your entire life With whom you can share your dreams with You are a blessed somebody And you know It can tell you It can help you identify You know who you really are Within the scheme of things Within the big picture Remember zoom in and zoom out Overstand 
Overstand is a real word. So get under an understanding. Okay? We have to overstand and understand as we stand. So stop focusing on things and people God took and start thanking him for those things and people he sent. True vision blinds you to obstacles. So you should thank God for all the things that didn't work. They were a prerequisite of how he's about to bless you and work it out. Everything you need to get your purpose done, God has already got covered, and he's just waiting on you. So it's time to throw open the door and make a run for it. You have to look out for the three types of people, your constituents, they are into you, the comrades, right? They're for what you're for, and your constituents, right? Know who's against what you're against, who's for what you're for, and who's for you. That's the bottom line. And so he based this on um, the story of Joseph. You know, so I looked up Joseph, and there were three things. Um, I found an article that said three things you don't know about Joseph in the Bible. And this is on Crosswalk.com. Joseph's pain was the key to his greatness. So Joseph was the favorite son because he was the firstborn son to Jacob's true love, Rachel. And one day Jacob gave Joseph a special gift in the form of a fancy robe or tunic. This robe was beautiful, ornate, had long sleeves, and extended down to his ankles. In comparison, Joseph's brother likely had a shorter sleeveless tunic that allowed them to be more easily to do their manual labor. By giving Joseph this elaborate full-length coat, which was a sign of nobility in that day. His father was boldly implying, you can wear this beautiful garment because you don't have to work like, the, like, like those brothers of yours. Okay, so that showed blatant, pointed favor that he had with his father. So he was likely spoiled and coddled his entire life until the fateful day that he was forced to leave his father's favor and blessings. And his brothers jealously built up and eventually overcame them so much that one day they threw Joseph into a pit and eventually sold him into, save, into um, slavery. So the pain that he experienced through all that was the key to his greatness. And Joseph ministered to others in his darkest time. Number two, he, admin, he ministered to others during his darkest time. His life was filled with what seemed to be setbacks on the surface. But in fact, they were ve these very situations matured him and tested him and ultimately set him up for God's plan to be manifested through him. In one of these major setbacks, we see the true noble character that was the core of who Joseph was. And after being wrongfully charged for an offense that he did not commit, Joseph found himself in prison. And one day he received two new cellmates, Pharaoh's chief baker and his chief cupbearer. Since Joseph was responsible and skilled, he was ultimately placed in charge of these two prisoners. Having this kind of authority, he could have easily lorded it over them and been rude and disrespectful. Instead, we see that Joseph was kind and compassionate to them, acknowledging their feelings and reaching out to them. So he ministered to others in his time of darkness, overstand. 
And he didn't try to push his own agenda in his life. He put his life in the Most High's hands. After Joseph interprets the bakers in the cupbearer's dream, he asked the cupbearer, whom he knew would soon be promoted back to his job, to remember him and hopefully aid him, aid in getting him freed from his wrongful imprisonment. Joseph reached out and helped someone despite his suffering, so it seems right that he would receive a reward and a blessing from that. But once the cupbearer was restored to his position, he forgot all about Joseph. Thus, he remained in prison for two more long years. Two years after Joseph interpreted his dream, the cupbearer did finally remember him when Pharaoh needed someone to interpret his dream. Finally, Joseph was brought out of prison to be able to share one of his God-given gifts. Overstand the God-given gift and help someone in authority. After Joseph interpreted Pharaoh's dream about the forthcoming prosperity and famine, he told Pharaoh what he thought the best course of action would be. Pharaoh should find an intelligent and wise man and put him in charge of the entire land of Egypt, Genesis 41:33. Joseph's suggestions were well received by Pharaoh and his officials. So Pharaoh asked his officials, can we find anyone else like this? Man so obviously filled with the spirit of God, Genesis 41, 37 to 38. So Joseph was an amazing man of patience, overstand, integrity, and character. Patience, integrity, and character. It has to be solidified in who we are and how we walk in this world. So we can be able to see the ones that that represent that also and commune with our comrades and our confidants and our constituents and make manifest the glory that is for us to bring forth our special uniqueness. Overstand. We're going to take a music moment and come back with the go and gnosis. Blessings and grace. Because the heart of the lion is the pride in us. Yeah. 
lesson plans, coffee mugs, and shackled hands. Bound to teach them nothing other than how to work for the man or be somebody's slave hand. Jammed into a three by four with an American flag and a revolving door. A very low ceiling and a checkerboard floor. Next to a Chinese place in a corner store, of course. Where oppressors are glorified and February is the only month of pride. And quite often the most revolutionary teachers just sitting on the bleachers with her tongue tied. Our culture quite often standardized. Like we some kind of suckers or some kind of small fries. Data-driven demagogues camouflage in their political ties. Approach you with their straight faces and then coach you with their crooked lies. Vagabond vultures with bloody hands and heartless alibis. All you can do is cry.
Blessings and grace. Now we're going to move forward into the go and gnosis. Your news infused with consciousness. I'd like to start off in this segment on a personal note. I don't know if the ones in the ears have heard Prodigy from Mob Deep, the iconic rap group, passed away this week. And it's personal because my niece, Kiki, was married to him. And I'd like to send blessings to my niece, Akisha, Fantasia, Shaka, and Kijana, his children and his granddaughter. Last week, hip-hop lost a legend when news broke that Prodigy had passed away. But this Thursday, family and friends and fans will have the opportunity to pay their respects to the Mob Deep member during a public funeral held in Manhattan. According to a flyer obtained by Billboard magazine, a public visitation at the service will be at the Frank E. Campbell Chapel at 2 p.m. and conclude three hours later at 5 p.m. Prodigy passed away unexpectedly on June 20th after being hospitalized for complications related to sickle cell disease. The upcoming service follows a number of heartfelt tributes and Prodigy's honor at the recent BET Awards, music influencers, including Little Kim and Havoc, and the other half of Mob Deep paid their respects. To the legend. God bless his memory. God bless the work he put out. Ain't no such thing as halfway crooks, okay? Shook ones. Blessings to my niece. May she have strength through this time. We're going to move forward now. On prod.awm.com, I found this very interesting. Three dot tattoos are popping up all over. Cops now warn if you see one to get far away fast. There are three dots in the form of like a triangle. So you look at people on the street and you're bound to find gang tattoos. Although you might think gangs are only popular in places like New York or Los Angeles, the truth is that gangs have infiltrated every neighborhood in America, from Oklahoma to Nebraska to Alaska to Florida. Gang activity is up, and you need to increase your knowledge to help keep your family safe and out of harm's way. Gangs use tattoos as street signs to broadcast their allegiance. So here are 11 different ones to protect you and your family. White supremacists can be some of the most violent people, and they're often associated with the numbers 14 and 88. 14 and 88. When used in a tattoo form, these numbers often identify neo-Nazi prison inmates. The 14 stands for not for a Nazi quote, and the 88 is shorthand for HH, because H is the eighth letter of the alphabet, meaning Hail Hitler. 
Cobweb tattoos are common on people's elbows, but they represent a long stint in prison, often when the gang ties are formed. Teardrop tattoos are one of the most common found. Meanings for this tattoo change depending on the location. Often they indicate a murder committed, often in the name of a gang. See a five-pointed crown on a man, and it probably means loyalty to one of these um, dangerous Latin gangs. A crown on a woman often means she's a victim of sex trafficking. Three dots near the eyes means mi vida loca, a gang lifestyle. Watch out for people with this tattoo as that means that they are that they may be unaffiliated. Five dots represent hard prison time, often referred to as the quincux. The four marks on the outside represent the four walls of the prison, where the fifth represents incarcerated inmates. These people are not afraid of their criminal past and are eager to show their prison experience. The Aryan Brotherhood passionately uses tattoos to signify gang membership. Look for an AB, A alpha, B beta, AB tattoo, and you've likely found a member of the violent gang. Besides initials, they often turn, um, they often turn to clover leaves, Nazi symbols and swastikas to demonstrate their love for the gang. M13 is a violent gang. Watch out for anyone with big letters MS on their skin. They're likely part of Mara Salvatrucha gang, which is associated with um, a Salvadorian immigrants. And they're extremely violent gang members, and they're usually in the Southwest. ACAB is a common British tattoo that stands for all cops. All cops are bastards. You can find this on the knuckles of any gang member and inmates. They are out for blood from any cops, and this tattoo could be coming to America soon with all the anti-cop rhetoric flooding the streets. Beware of EWMN, EWMN, tattooed on people. This stands for evil, wicked, mean, and nasty. (laughs) Evil, wicked, mean, and nasty. And no, they aren't referring to Hillary Clinton. This tattoo signifies a person who has this kind of attitude. They might be willing to do anything to prove that to you as well. So again, that's EWMN, A-C-A-B. Five dots, right? A B, the five pointed crown, teardrops, cobwebs, teen, and eighty eight. When you're around, pay attention to who's in the midst. And in other news, the Congressional Black Caucus denied an offer to meet with Donald President Trump after his White House aide, Amarosa Manigault, signed the invitations as the honorable the honorable Amarosa Manigault. Manigault sent an invitation last week to all 49 members of the Congressional Black Caucus, inviting them to the White House to meet with the president, according to Politico.com. As requested by the president, we would like to schedule a follow-up meeting with the entire membership of the Congressional Black Caucus to discuss issues pertinent to your members, the invitation read. The caucus members who first met with Mr. Trump, with President Trump, told Politico in March that they don't believe Manigault has earned that title. No one wants to be a co-star on the reality show, a Democratic aide said of the former Apprentice Reality Show. Manigault's duties as the Director of Public Communication in the Office of Public Liaison includes outreach to the black community. But the group says Manigault has done little to raise their issues with President Trump, and they note that, that President Trump's budget proposal didn't include funding for historically black colleges and universities. So she's signing letters, the Honorable... Amarosa Manigault. 
And Missouri, according to feministing.com, Missouri votes to let employers fire people who use birth control. <coughs> Excuse me. This is a new level. Missouri votes to let employers fire people who use birth control. A new Missouri bill would target abortion providers and sanction employment and housing discrimination against people who use birth control or have an abortion. Yesterday, the Missouri House voted to pass SB5, a bill imposing several highly burdensome and even more unnecessary restrictions on abortion providers. For example, the bill would require abortion providers to send fetal tissue samples. They want fetal tissue samples of the aborted fetus. This isn't a bill. I... The bill, the bill would require abortion providers to send fetal tissue samples to a pathologist within five days. While supporters of targeted restriction of abortion providers, a.k.a. trap laws, isn't that something? Trap laws. <laughs> Claim they're supporting women's health. Regulations like these often serve no medical purpose whatsoever. In reality, anti-choice legislators use them as a pretext to impose costs and red tape on abortion clinics, forcing them to close. But SB5 has another insidious purpose, to, over, to um, overturn a St. Louis ordinance, ordinance that bans employers and landlords from discriminating against people on the basis of their reproductive health decisions. In other words, if SB5 is passed, you could be evicted in the state of Missouri for having an abortion, using birth control, or becoming pregnant while married. If SB5 is passed, you could be evicted in the state of Missouri for having an abortion, using birth control, or becoming pregnant while unmarried. This extremely common, you know, St. Louis passed the spring. I mean, it, it passed the spring, which, which apparently too far for Missouri Governor Eric Guyton, who took to the press to complain about the radical politicians making St. Louis an abortion sanctuary city. Wow. So the result of that special session is SB5, which the Missouri Senate passed last Wednesday after 10 hours of negotiations behind doors. The House passed and amended an even more anti-choice version last, last, um, last week. Missouri law- lawmakers are going out of their way to say that if an employer has a problem with you taking the pill, he can fire you. And he'll have a seal of approval from the state of Missouri. SB5 puts women across Missouri at risk of losing their jobs or their homes. According to the CDC, 99% of sexually active reproductive age women have used contraception. And whether or not someone is part of that 99% is none of the boss's business. This is outrageously invasive. I can't believe I just read that. This is real. They're voting. They voted. <laughs> It passed in the House, SB5, trap laws. And so in Boston, the Irish community is on high alert after ICE agents detained a local leader for deportation, sparking fears that thousands of other illegal immigrants living and working there could be next. The arrest of John Cunningham, an electrical contractor and past chairman of the Gaelic Athletic Association in Boston, was particularly stunning because agents descended on his Brighton home. This is the first time they've heard of somebody in Boston 
went to somebody's house to take somebody. We haven't heard of that before. That's what the mayor, John Wall, said. The mayor said he's seeking more information about the detainment of Cunningham, who was being held at the South Bay House of Correction. There's a fear out there. We have to try and tamper the fear down. Cunningham has been detained for overstaying a 90-day visa after entering the United States in 2003, according to the Immigration Custom Enforcement spokesperson. So the Irish Cultural Center of New England, President Seamus Milligan, a friend of Cunningham, said the word on the street among Irish illegal immigrants in the region is if someone knocks on your door at 5 a.m., keep the door closed and say, can I help you? And if they don't have a search warrant, tell them to go to hell. (laughs) So Cunningham may have caught the attention of ICE when he appeared on a television show broadcast in Ireland in March and streamed online and proclaimed his illegal immigration status in the U.S. All of a sudden, you turn around. So you have to know when to be quiet, you know, so because everything's on the net. It's called the net. It's called the World Wide Web. And he got caught up. So they are cracking down on all ethnicities. This guy overstayed in 90 days from 2003. And on NBCNews.com, the New Jersey Assembly passes a bill requiring children to be taught to interact with police. This is part of the school curriculum. The New Jersey State Assembly on Thursday passed a bill that would require schools to teach children how to interact with police in a manner marked by mutual cooperation and respect. They want to teach them young. Assembly Bill A1114 passed, and the Assembly 76 to 0. Not one person. 76 to 0. According to the New Jersey State Legislative Office of of Legislative Services, it must still be passed by the Senate, the office said. The Legislative Services. They're legislating that your children will be taught how to interact with police in a manner marked by mutual cooperation and respect. The bill mandates that school districts start teaching children how to talk to law enforcement officers starting in kindergarten and will continue instruction all the way through 12th grade as part of the social studies curriculum. If it becomes law, the program will begin in the state schools starting in 2018. When the legislation was first introduced in 2016 session, critics said it appeared to place the onus for police interactions largely on the children, mandating only that children be taught the role and responsibilities of law enforcement official in providing for public safety and an individual's responsibility to comply with a directive from a law enforcement official. An amended version of the bill now requires that school children also be taught about the individual rights under law in interacting with the law enforcement official. In addition, it now states that, that the Department of Education must work with an advisory committee in order to create the curriculum. That committee includes many of the same groups that makes the Newark Civilians Complaint Review Board a police oversight project. But that's not convincing some activists who say should, children shouldn't be the ones being taught accountability admit hi, amid heightened scrutiny over controversial police shootings of African Americans and other minorities. 
New Jersey-based teacher and activist Zeli Imani told NBC News before the bill was passed by the Assembly Thursday that he finds the proposal's school program victim-blaming. It's victim-blaming. This legislation does not empower young people, especially those living in brown and black communities, Imani said. Instead, it empowers law enforcement by allowing them to continue to, in- to evade accountability for abuse and misconduct while forcing the burden on the public. This bill's primary sponsor the New- is New Jersey Assemblywoman um, Sheila Oliver said before the bill was passed that the program isn't about putting the responsibility on the children. It's about preparing them. The number... And, you know, she's an African-American woman, Sheila Oliver, and she's the bill's primary sponsor. Overstand the boule in the way. The number of police-related shootings around the nation have created a mistrust in police in many communities. This can help rebuild the trust that is essential for law enforcement to work, Oliver said. This is a lesson many parents already teach their children, Oliver said, referring to police interaction. Making it part of the school curriculum is the next logical step. Can you? Similar programs have been proposed in other states. It's important that we go to these school board meetings, that we send emails. We cannot be afraid to send letters to our you know, politicians that we vote for. Whether you vote or not, they need to know. This is, you know... Years ago, I went to a school board meeting where I live, and that's when I I had decided personally that it, it was just enough. Um, they introduced the police, and they had offices in the middle school, and they chose one middle school to start it off with, and that was the writing on the wall. Why did there need to be why did why do two police officers have to have an office in a middle school? You know, and they have like the junior, the um, junior detective program in high schools. Look out for that too. You know, I mean, it's it's a lot. There's human resource. You know, they're programming from kindergarten. So similar programs have been proposed in other states. In early June, the governor of Texas signed a new law, Senate Bill 30, that mandates high schools teach certain public school students. The high school teach certain in quotes certain overstand people, certain public school students, how to interact with police, just certain ones. That law also requires law enforcement officers to undergo civilian interaction training and adds information about how to interact with law enforcement during traffic stops to drivers' education materials. For Javid Ware, host of the Beyond Prisons podcast, the concept of putting more police in schools seems potentially dangerous, not to mention confusing to some children. I've seen six- and eight-year-old students who've witnessed their parents taken away by the police and by ICE agents be forced by their school to sit through sessions where, where police explain how to be respectful toward them. The controversy raises the question, should we be teaching children how to interact peacefully with police, or should we be teaching police how to interact peacefully with civilians. Now, I believe that, you know, people teach their children at home. I mean, it's, that kind of sense is common among one and all. I believe that to the core of me. That's not part of the, you know, education. That's going to help them. That's going to factor into their education. They need to stick to education, reading, writing, geography, science, math, 
That's what they're supposed to be there for. And there are there are big boundaries and lines being crossed, and people are being distracted from action by the trumpets. And so um, President Trump and Betsy DeVos has revived Obama's transgender policy. So schools must refer to trans students by their preferred gender. A new Department of Education policy allows the federal government to investigate public schools that don't refer to gender-confused students by their chosen pronouns. The memo was written by Candace Jackson, the lesbian acting assistant secretary of the Office of Civil Rights at the Department of Education. Jackson was hired by Education Secretary Betsy DeVos, who, who objected to President Trump's overturning of former President Obama's federal transgender school mandate. Conservatives are upset that President Trump's administration continues to promote sexual lifestyles to children in public schools. Schools do not use preferred pronouns for anyone until very, very recently. No teacher, coach, or administrator in the history of education has ever asked students what their preferred pronouns were. Schools used, used the personal pronouns that corresponded to the student's objective immutable sex, Lori Higgins told LifeSite News. Using grammatically correct personal pronouns does not, constitute, does not constitute harassment and does not create a hostile environment, no matter how much trans students may dislike the practice, said Higgins, who's a writer for Illinois Family Institute. All students have a sex, and that sex never changes. Personal pronouns co- correspond to and denote sex, not subjective internal experiences or preferences. Exactly. So look out for that in your local schools and if they're making that a big issue and having meetings on it. On some good news, um, the rapper entertainer known as Pitbull is going to be opening a Baltimore charter school. You know, it it would be great if more um, quote-unquote entertainers followed this lead. So Pitbull's real name, Armando Christian Perez, may open a charter school in Baltimore According to a report, the 36-year-old rapper is in the process of submitting an application for opening SLAM Academy. The school could open by September 2018. Sports Leadership and Management School exists nationwide, including in Miami and Atlanta, with a 96% graduation rate. Pitbull says he thinks that Baltimore is one city that needs SLAM the most. Maryland Governor Larry Hogan says some charter schools have proven to be great proven to create success stories where the public school system has failed, he adds. We're happy to have the opportunity to take a look at them opening a charter school in Maryland. And an off-duty police officer was treated as an ordinary black guy. See, that's the part of the headline that got me. They have in quotes, treated as ordinary black guy. This is on blackvoices.com. Off-duty officer treated as ordinary black, black guy and shot by another cop. The 11-year department veteran lawyer says he considers the incident more severe than an accident. A black off-duty officer was shot by a colleague in his St. Louis neighborhood Wednesday night. The Missouri City Police Department confirms. The city metropolitan police department said in a statement that officers were responding to a possible car theft after a recognition software flagged, recognition software, overstand, after the recognition software flagged a license plate. 
to the software is flagging license plates. Suspects shot at the police officers after the car was stopped with with spike strips. And the off-duty officer, an 11-year department veteran who lives nearby, came out with his firearm to offer assistance, according to the statement. The on-duty officers had asked the 38-year-old the 38 to get on the ground, and he complied. But then they recognized him and told him to stand up and walk toward him. At this time, a responding officer, a 36-year-old white male with over eight years of service, just arriving in the area, observed this and fearing for his safety and apparently not recognizing the off-duty officer, discharged a shot, striking the off-duty officer in the arm, the statement says. The victim was treated in the hospital that has since been released, police confirmed. His lawyer, Rufus J. Tate Jr., told local news outlets he's considering the incident more severe than an accident. The police department has given no description of a threat, he said. This is the first time that we are aware that a black professional in law enforcement himself being shot and treated as an ordinary black guy on the street, Tate told Fox News. This is a real problem. Police have launched, launched an investigation into the incident during which one of the three suspects in the car theft was also shot in the ankle. The police, the officer who fired his gun has been placed on administrative leave along with six other officers, according to the police statement. Neither the victim nor his fellow officer have been publicly identified. St. Louis Police Department did not respond to Huffington Post's request for comment. They're not even responding to, you know, for comment. The news comes after the authorities released cam footage on Tuesday of Philando Castile shooting by St. Anthony Police Officer Geronimo Yances in Minnesota. Footage showed Castile, a black man, also complied with the officer's orders before being shot and killed. Yanez was found not guilty of manslaughter by a jury, but has been fired from his police department. The Castile case has heightened the fear that there may be no justice for black Americans killed in police shootings, advocates say. So ordinary black guys can just get shot at? There's something around. And so on in CBSnews.com, this, uh, the census says that the U.S. is aging and growing more racially diverse. So the Census Bureau reported that the median age of Americans, the age at which half are older and half are younger, rose nationally from just over 35 years to only 38 years in the years between 2000 and 2016, driven by the aging of the baby boom generation. The number of residents aged 65 and older grew from 35 million to 49.2 million during those 16 years, jumping from 12% of the total population to 15%. That's a costly leap for taxpayers and those residents moved to Medicare, government health care for seniors and young people with disabilities, which accounted for one out of every seven in federal spending last year. And there's also a boom in young people. The census report also showed that children in the U.S. born from 2001 through 2016 were the nation's fastest growing age group with a 6.8% jump um, in the year beginning in 2015. Other age groups either lost or gained population by less than a percentage point, according to the U.S. Census Bureau. And so all race and ethnic groups grew in the year before 2016. The Asian population and those who identified as being two or more races grew by 3% from 21 million 
and 8.5 million, respectively. Hispanics grew by 2% to 57.5 million, and the black population grew by 1.2%, nearly 47 million. And the number of non-Hispanic whites only grew by 5,000. 5,000. Leaving that population relatively steady at 198 million. Okay, so the white people only grew by 5,000. 5,000. So they make up 198 million of the nation's 325 million. So the other groups combined are actually the majority. Overstand. And visitors, I found this interesting. And, you know, people believe in superstitions. And visitors threw $2 million into Rome's Trevi Fountain in 2016. It's a novel idea to place a coin into a fountain to make a wish. People are throwing $2 million away. That's crazy. On some good news, um, a medicine developed by Cuba saved 3,000 Ecuadorians from foot amputation. At least 3,000 Ecuadorians have received a Cuban medicine called Herpabot P to prevent foot amputation from ulcers derived from diabetes in patients since 2011, according to Cuban doctors. I know that Louis Farrakhan's granddaughter went to medical school in Cuba. Um, With the application of the Cuban medicine, the average healing time of a patient with a diabetic foot in Ecuador is 41 days, says Andy Lopez, deputy director of the Center for Genetic Engineering and Biotechnology and part of the team that created Herpabot P. Lopez spoke on Saturday during the National Workshop on Comprehensive Care of the Patient with Diabetic Foot Ulcer in Cuba and is part of the multidisciplinary team that Cuban Medical Brigade working in Ecuador. He said this is the only medicine of its kind in the world that works on a disease that has no medical solution at this moment. And it was created by a Cuban doctor, Jorge Barrianga. Jorge Barrianga. The treatment has shown through several clinical studies, which are so-called pharmacosurveillance studies and impact studies, to reduce the, the relative risk of amputation by almost 70%, Berlanga said. 70%. That's wonderful. In Ecuador, there are around 6,000 amputations each year, according to the World Health Organization and the International Diabetes Federation. And doctors say they've seen 4.4% decrease in the years since they brought the medicine to the country. That's a blessing. So people are not getting their foot cut off. And on the fake news side of the game, (laughs) um, CNN implodes. Three employees resign over fake Trump-Russia stories. CNN producer caught on hidden camera admitting CNN reports fake news for ratings. An actual CNN reporter, rather producer, was caught on hidden camera admitting CNN reports fake news for ratings. John Bonifield, supervising producer of CNN Health, overstand of health. CNN's credibility was rocked after an undercover investigation for Project Veritas infiltrated the newsroom and apparently planted fake Russia stories that were reported by CNN as fact. 
CNN retracted a Russia collusion story from its website last week and apologized to an associate of President Trump who was falsely implicated in the article. Three CNN employees were forced to resign on Monday, including the producer of the cable news network, New Investigative Unit. Thomas Frank, who wrote two Russia articles for CNN.com that were never verified, also resigned. <laughs> Fake news. Other shoe drops. A hidden video recorded by Project Veritas shows CNN producer eagerly admitting the network ignored legitimate news stories for months in order to report on the Trump-Russia probe for ratings. In the bombshell video, CNN producer John Bonnefield admits CNN's nonstop Russia coverage is for ratings. Trump is good for business right now. Our ratings are incredible right now, he says. Bonnefield admits CNN pushed the Russian narrative without any evidence. I haven't seen any good evidence to show that the president committed a crime, he says. I think the president is probably right to say, like, look, you are witch hunting me. Like, you have no smoking gun. You have no real proof. He admitted CNN didn't scrutinize former President Obama the way they are scrutinizing everything Trump does because viewers would have been turned off. Cash rules everything. The advertisement dollars. Bonnefield also theorized that Clinton lost the election because she didn't play the game right. CNN implodes. And um, on theinquisitor.com, a black New Jersey college professor, Lisa Durden, fired for defending Black Lives Matter Party on Tucker Carlson. Lisa Durden, an adjunct professor of communications at Essex County College of New Jersey, was fired after remarks made to Tucker Carlson on Fox News defending a Memorial Day party hosted by a New York chapter of Black Lives Matter and intended for blacks only. According to the Philly Voice, so see, just like in Paris, they didn't want the, you know, the blacks to come together by themselves. It was, a, it was a big outrage. The Paris mayor got involved. This woman got fired. According to the Philly Voice, Durden, a woman of color and a supporter of Black Lives Matter, said the attendees just wanted one day for black folks to focus on ourselves. You white people are angry because you couldn't use your white privilege card to get invited to Black Lives Matter all black Memorial Day celebration. Wow. You've been having a white day forever. Carlson responded that Durden's remarks were hostile, separatist, and crazy. Hostile, separatist, and crazy. Durden never identified herself as associated with the college during the interview. She never mentioned the school. Following the interview, college president Anthony Monroe reported that he was inundated with calls from current and prospective students and their families. You're right. He said that when his administration received the outpouring of concern, see, <laughs> the concern, overstand the Bible, the outpouring of concern over her remarks, it was their responsibility to act, the was of discord, okay, and suspended Durden with pay two days after the show aired. At least she got pay. They, they suspended her with pay. She's had to cancel her classes abruptly with no explanation and claim that the school arranged it deliberately to humiliate her in front of her students. Her suspension letter made no mention of her appearance with, with Tucker Carlson. She said, however, that it was brought up earlier that day in a meeting with College Vice President Jeffrey Lee and Assistant Director of Human Resources, overstand Karen Bridget. 
During, according to Durden, Bridget told her that somebody complained about her associating herself with the school during the interview. Durden said that she didn't and that she could prove it. Regardless, she was suspended pending investigation. On June 20th, three days after she addressed the school board regarding the incident at a public meeting, she was fired. She stood up for herself at the public meeting and they fired her. Monroe explained that Durden was fired because the school embraces diversity, inclusion, and unity. She was fired because the school embraces diversity, inclusion, and unity. And he considered Durden's remarks to be racist. Durden, meanwhile, according to the Philly Inquirer, called her firing a lynching. And she said that she felt like a rape victim being blamed for what happened to her. She also said that contrary to Moreau's assertions, she had received an outpouring of support from students and family members and faculty members. Her attorney, Leslie Farber, said that she believes Durden's free speech rights were violated and is pursuing legal action against the college. Lee responded that the school had handled this matter in a way that complies with state law. Farber says that they can't legally prevent their employees from speaking out. Durden was a frequent guest on Fox News, appearing on The Kelly Files and Fox and Friends, and more typically in defense of Black Lives Matter movement. She's considered a Fox News contributor and has appeared on a number of other networks and online broadcasts, including her own online talk show. So blessings and strength and grace to that sister, Lisa Durden, in her walk and victory on her fight. Send prayers to her and to her lawyer to be able to get all that to do her and more. We're going to take a music moment and come back with technology. Blessings and grace. Jamaica has one of the highest murder rates in the world. We're one committed every nine hours. And caught in the middle is the police. Nobody move. What was that? Nobody move. Stop on the drunk boy. Don't move. Don't move. Don't move. Don't move. Don't move. Don't Government and police, civilian and police, taxi man and police, everyone and police a war. Who make you read so far is a while now, I know what a swaddy in a lana bar. Police have to run from police, what is this from police, we don't know about the thing bizarre. Right now the force needs CPR, it looks like a wound, they are going to leave a car. Officer, you can't throw gas in a fire, cause the people are go fall and go for desire. Then the church and we go kneel and go in a when the people are rebel and I set them a suffer A criminal element alone and love the law So why are the majority I call you murderer? Me think we need to hurry up and solve the puzzle, yeah Remember how our duty is the first of all the law No matter how it's rough, you have to think before you try When the people, them know it's you, then the criminal applies So no kick off me door when you come in on me yard Me know the thing rough, me know it's tough, me know it's hard We know that them now you them now have no discipline But police brutality is just a better thing I really hope you're listening 
Something wrong cause everybody falling. Fender and police, soldier and police, PHU and police, town man and police a war. Who make you read so far is a while now. I know spot a swaddy in a lana bar. Police have to run from police. What is this from police? We don't know about the thing bizarre. Right now the force needs CPR. It looks like a boom they are you went into the court, look up to protect and serve. Your mother never with it, so it mash up her nerve. But you say you're not going to live because you have a concern. Both the youth, them way about it, and some of them not learn. You're up for everybody, no respect, you're not earned. Extreme tolerance, of it, that's where you learn. The people from the gully side, the Gaza Strip, the lanes and the tavern. Would I love to see this day when every gun burns? Police get back a button and the poor pockets fatten. Then you wouldn't have to worry about crime, sir. That them are free, the dollar side. So make up on no mind, cause we're looking around and we see no few trying. And no kill, fake, kill, help in a perilous time. I chill, fake, chill, so find the will. I know this, I know just try move the veil from your eyes. Cause somebody obviously blind artists and police. High grade and police, mad road and police. Everyone and police are war. Who make you read so far is a while now. I know spot a squaddy in a land of bar. Police have to run from police. What is this from police? Me no know about this thing bizarre. Right now the force needs CPR. It look like the wound they are going to leave us here. A sister you can't throw a gas in a fire. Now the people are go ball and go for desire. Then the church and go kneel and go in a prayer. The people are rebel and I said they must suffer. A criminal element and one of the law. So why are the majority are called a murderer. Me think we need to hurry up and solve the puzzle, yeah. Remember our duty is to first of all the law. No matter how we drop you up, me think before you draw. When the people, them know it, you then the criminal applause. So no kick off me to when you come in on me yard. Me know this thing rough, me know it's tough, me know it's hard. We know so them are youth and now no have no discipline. But police brutality is just a better thing. I hope you're listening to Frankers, everybody balling. Hey, government and police, civilians. And I'm police, taximan and police, everyone and police are war. Who make you read so far is a while now. I know spot a squaddy in a lana bar. Police have to run from police. What is this from police? We don't know about the things bizarre. Right now the force needs CPR. It looks like a day I believe I'm here. Sacrifice our brother, this situation is critical So what we do now, burn this shit down We should have been done that, but niggas skip town That could have been me or it could have been you And we know it will continue if we don't change the venue Invoke our natural rights, use the light, take a stand Our blood is in the soil, our bodies are of the land We divine nationals, being pimped as collateral On paper they capture you, labor energy capital Color of law, biggest part of the problem System full of flaws, go for yours, start dissolving the state now we collapse and the gates let it crumble Rome is going down, they got no choice but to humble How much longer we gonna take it? The spilling of our blood, which is sacred Me the truth, start exposing the fakeness Organize, withdraw from the matrix 
Turn your revolution on, y'all. Shake shift. Turn your revolution on, y'all. Shake shift. Turn your revolution on, y'all. Shake shift. Turn your revolution Not asking, we telling them. Carbon or melanin. It's all dark matter. We using the shatter. Illusions. Losing our hang-ups and differences. We all want free. So we unified and disciplined. Feeding the needy in it. Forcing the treaties. Taking the land back. Commanded. Big payback. We demand it. The eagles have landed. Entitled as the first man standing on the planet. To live free and love truth. God damn it, bring it back to the republic All power to the people Self-knowledge is the key Tap in, let it lead you Our rights won't be surrendered When we set the agenda Forever we shall remember The 21st of September Common cause, it connects us The youth and the elders Only we can protect us Choice, energy, direct us Though the body may have left us We gained an answer How much longer we gonna take it To the spilling of our blood Which is sacred Be the truth, start exposing the fakeness Organize, withdraw from the matrix Turn your revolution on, y'all shape shift. Turn your revolution on, y'all shape shift. Turn your revolution on, y'all shape shift. Turn your revolution on. Yes, turn your revolution on and now shapeshift. Moving on to technology. 3Ders.org, 3Ders.org. There are now 3D printed blood vessels and teeth, a viable alternative to root canal procedures. More than 15 million root canals are conducted every year in the United States, but that number could soon start to drop. Dental researchers at the Oregon Health and Science University in Portland, Oregon, have developed a new method of engineering artificial blood vessels and teeth, as explained in a new study that could potentially revolutionize the dental industry. Published in the Journal of Scientific Reports this month, the the groundbreaking OSU technique could provide an effective alternative to root canals by using a 3D printing-inspired approach. A common yet painful dental procedure, that much dreaded root canal is effective in saving a tooth that has become decayed or infected. The time-honored process revolves around removing the affected dental tissue and replacing them with synthetic biomaterials encased in a protective crown. But the OSU researchers are noting that this pervasive method is not without negative consequences. Root canal procedures may result in a patient's teeth becoming brittle and more susceptible to breakage over time. This process eliminates the tooth's blood and nerve supply, rendering it lifeless and void of any biological response or defense mechanisms. Without this functionality, adult teeth may may be lost much sooner, which can result in a much greater concern such as the need for dentures or dental implants, explains the principal investigator, Louise Bertassani, assistant professor of restorative dentistry and biomedical engineering at the OSHU. In response to this tissue, Bertassani and his colleagues devised a 3D printing-inspired technique derived from their earlier work fabricating artificial capillaries. They made artificial capillaries with the new goal of producing blood vessels in the lab. 
the O2 team placed a number, placed a fiber mold made of sugar molecules and filled with dental pulp cells across the root canal of an extracted human tooth. The mold was then injected with a gel-like material that is reminiscent of proteins found in the body. After removing the fiber to create long microchannels in the root canal, researchers inserted an endolithial cells extracted from the inner lining of blood vessels. Seven days later, cells producing dentine were, proliferate, were proliferating near the walls of the tooth, and artificial blood vessels had formed. So they formed artificial blood vessels and artificial capillaries. So Bertasoni says the findings prove that fabricating artificial blood vessels can be extremely effective technique and fully regenerating the function of teeth. We believe that this finding may change the way root canal treatments are done in the future. 3D printed blood vessels and capillaries. On vitrobeat.com, they're announcing that the information age is over. The information age is over. Welcome to the machine learning age. Machine learning. You know, the term machine learning has crowdsourcing implications. The machine learns from the crowd, typically by gathering data. We are currently seeing this play out more vibrantly with autonomous cars than any other machine learning paradigm. Cars analyze thousands of data points using sensors that watch how drive on the world on the road a tesla model model s is constantly crowdsourcing now that gm is testing the self-driving bolt on real roads it's clear the entire project is a way to make sure that cars understand all of the real world variables the irony here the machine age is still human powered in the you know the transition from steam power to electric power took a long time, and people scoffed at the idea of using electric motors in place of complex systems of gears and pulleys. Not everyone was on board. Not everyone saw the value. As we experiment with AI, the algorithms, and deploy bots into the home and workplace, it's important to always keep in mind that the machines will only improve as the crowdsourced data improves. We're still in full control for now according to VentureBeat. So the information is over. We're now in the machine learning age. And on dailymail.co.uk, a new skin patch is developed that can power a radio for two days using only human sweat. Researchers have created a new skin patch that has powered a radio for two days using only human sweat. The biofuel skin patch uses the sweat to provide its power, meaning it could be used to charge up devices like phones in the near future, the new scientist reports. If you were out for a run, you would be able to power a mobile device, said Joseph Wang from the University of California, San Diego. His research team at the university have been working on the technology. The biofuel patch is, is a few centimeters wide and sticks directly on the skin. It works by using enzymes that act like metals inside regular batteries, which are then powered by feeding off the lactic acid found in sweat. Researchers say getting enough power out of the patch has proven tricky, but they now have been able to extract 10 times more than the previous attempts. 
where we're now getting really impressive power levels, Wang said. The technology will be able to monitor an athlete's performance, but the main goal is to be able to track human health. The research, for example, could provide ways to manage the glucose levels in people with diabetes and a summary of the entry on the Energy and Environmental Science Journal report, the research says it was the first example of powering a radio by a wearable biofuel cell, successful generation of high power density under practical conditions, and powering of conventional energy-intense electronic devices represents a major step forward in the field of soft, stretchable, wearable energy harvesting devices, they wrote. So there's a field of soft, stretchable, wearable energy harvesting energy harvesting devices and on cnbc.com ex barclay chief says banking could face its own kodak moment and urges banks to embrace fine tech solutions so the former barclay boss highly highlights possibilities of banks becoming irrelevant if they fail to keep up with the pace of fine tech expansion claims that banks could face a kodak moment existential crisis unless they take steps to innovate and transform, says the incoming EU regulations, which allow third parties to manage finances of bank customers, will create exciting customer experiences. Because there are banks that are just strictly online and have no storefront. So a world where banks don't really exist anymore. Cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin and even artificial intelligence were only the beginning for the transformation in banking he envisages. This is just the footprint of what's going on and what's going to happen here. As these technologies season and develop, we can imagine total transformation of the banking system using blockchain, for example. I mentioned that a few podcasts ago, in a world where banks don't really exist anymore. He was joined by Oliver Bussman, the former chief information officer of UBS. Busman echoed Jenkins' comments, adding that blockchain was transforming finance by removing the need for middlemen. It's a new business model emerging, which is decentralized, where the middleman is disappearing, and this has now been introduced as an equity. So a lot of startups are now using cryptocurrency to get funding and using this as a currency to get paid and also provide services, Bossman said. So there's a different incentive now being set up that didn't exist before, and this is the reason we're seeing rapid increase in this kind of business right now. Their warnings to the financial services industry are timely. Incoming European Union regulations will mean the bank customers will be able to use third-party non-banking firms for, from corporations to smaller fine tech companies to perform payment activities or gain access to customer data. The Revised Payment Services Directive, PSD2, comes into force in 2018. Experts have argued that this could result in a loss of millions in revenue if corporations such as Amazon are allowed to become payment service providers. So Amazon wants to pay you, feed you, clothe you, everything. After Jenkins was ousted from Barclays, he created a fintech business called 10X Future Technologies in 2016. Following Busman's departure from UBS, he founded the fintech firm Busman Advisory. So they're saying there's going to be lots of, um, you're going to see more empty banks as well. And also on CNBC.com, this medical marijuana startup uses artificial intelligence to find which strain is best for you. <laughs> Potbot, 
That's what it's called. P-O-T-B-O-T. Pot Pot. Uses artificial intelligence to sort through peer-reviewed medical journals to find the right strain of marijuana for a specific disease. It was founded by father and son, David and Baruch Goldstein. Baruch previously worked on AI technology to help find botanical treatments for pre-Alzheimer's patients. Artificial intelligence is being used to improve banking, marketing, the legal field, and now to find which one of the more than 30,000 strains of medical marijuana is best for you. PopBot uses AI to read read through peer-reviewed medical journals to find studies on cannabinoids, the active compounds in marijuana. Using the research, it it pairs 37 symptoms like insomnia, asthma, cancer, with branded marijuana strains to find which type of marijuana is best suited to treat each one. The company has raised $5 million to date, according to Potbotics CEO David Goldstein. Part of the reason for its success is the technology doesn't actually involve marijuana directly, making it completely legal, he said. The app is available on Apple's App Store and Google Play Store. In addition, the bigger pharmaceutical companies haven't entered the space, giving the marijuana industry a startup mentality. We definitely see that there's an interest in this industry for sure, Goldstein said. It's one that has real potential in the United States and internationally. A lot of investors like non-cannabis touching entities because they feel like they are hedging their bets a little bit. So this is what's happening. They have PotBot. You can download it on Google Play. at the um, Google store or at the Apple store and find out which strain can help heal you if you have a card, a card-carrying member. On digitaltrends.com, these drones will use Wi-Fi to see through brick walls. They now have drones that use Wi-Fi. They use 3D through-wall imaging with Wi-Fi and drones. Okay, so Mostafi and her researchers developed a system that allows two drones working together to to generate detailed images of objects through walls using only Wi-Fi RSSI measurements. In a proof-of-concept demonstration, one drone flew inside an enclosed four-sided brick structure with an unknown interior. While flying, it transmitted a Wi-Fi signal, which was then measured by the other drone. While this was done, some smart algorithms then modeled a 3D unknown area of interest using some highfalutin technology such as the Markov random field to measure its spatial dependencies. Although the image generated isn't 100% perfect, it's impressively accurate in broadly stating what was behind a particular wall. So now they can see through walls using drones and Wi-Fi, simple Wi-Fi. And you... um. The university, they have a study now that finds that recognition technology is a step closer to being used in the courtrooms. They're going to use recognition technology. The report, the limited effect of electrocephalography memory recognition evidence on assessments of defendant credibility. <laughs> wow. The limited effect of, of electrophaleography memory recognition evidence on assessments of defendant credibility, published in the Journal of Law and the Biosciences. There's a Journal of Law and the Biosciences finds that brain-based memory recognition technology may be one step closer to court. 
The findings suggest American jurors can appropriately integrate the evidence in their evaluations of criminal defendants, which could ultimately lead to an additional expert witness on the stand. The technology measures the electrical brain activity of defendants and witnesses and should improve the legal system ability to determine who's telling the truth and who is not, says law professor Francis Shen, the study's lead author and director of NeuroLaw Lab. NeuroLaw Lab, a unique collaborative at the university exploring the legal implications of neuroscience. Our new interdisciplinary research is exciting because some of the first to empirically test how this would work in practice. Assessing the credibility of human memory is a central feature in the criminal justice system, from early stages of investigations to courtroom education. For more than two decades, scientists and legal scholars have have observed that brain-based memory recognition technology might have the potential to improve the justice system. Wow. The study includes results from multiple experiments examining in the effect of neuroscientific evidence on subjects' evaluation in a fictional crime pattern. While manipulating the strength of the non-neuroscientific evidence in two experiments using one 868 online subjects and one using 611 in-person subjects, researchers asked the subject to read two short fictional vignettes describing a protagonist accused of a crime. Manipulating expert evidence and the evidence of the non-neuroscientific facts against the defendant, it was discovered that the, not, that the neuroscientific evidence was not as powerful as a predictor as the overall strength of the case in determining outcomes. The study concluded that subjects are cognizant of, but not seduced by, brain-based memory recognition evidence. So they want to have brain-based memory recognition evidence in the court system. Craziness. We have to just really pray and work toward in any field that we're in to make positive changes while we can. Because they're running rampant. You know, I'm reporting it. We have to all find a way to do something about it. Little by little, inch by inch. In our little sector of the world, make a positive change. We're going to take a music moment and come back with Herbnology. Blessings and grace.
Blessings and grace. We're going to move forward into herbnology. And as the summer is upon us, um, we're going to talk about cantaloupe. Cantaloupes, and these are 16 reasons to eat cantaloupe this summer. Cantaloupes aren't a fruit typically associated with health, which is a shame. This sweet, succulent melon is absolutely loaded with nutrients and antioxidants, yet contains very few calories. A generous helping of cantaloupes a day is enough to fill the body with vitamin A, C, potassium, fiber, and more. And this is on naturalnews.com. One, it's an anticoagulant. So cantaloupe contains adenosine, a chemical compound that acts as a blood thinner and diminishes the risk of abnormal blood clot formations. It's for arterial sclerosis, a great number of vitamin C, great amounts of vitamin C in cantaloupes make them one of the sources of this precious vitamin. Vitamin C is typically used in the same sentence as cold and flu, but did you know that it can help with your heart too? So vitamin C relaxes the blood vessels and prevents arteriosclerosis or hardening of the arteries. Um, three, cancer. Vitamin C along with vitamin A are vitamins with antioxidant properties. Together they cleanse the body of free radicals which damage the cells and promote the growth of cancer. Four, cataracts. Vitamin A also maintains good eyesight and lessens the chances of developing cataracts. Five, cholesterol. More than just eliminating free radicals, cantaloupe antioxidants combat the oxidative stress that causes low-density 
lipoprotein, LDL, cholesterol levels to shoot up. Healthy skin. Cantaloupe are an excellent food for beautiful, glowing skin. Vitamin C encourages collagen formation. Vitamin A promotes skin regeneration and high water content that hydrates the skin. Seven, high blood pressure. Another nutrient that these melons have in abundance is potassium, the mineral that counteracts sodium and stabilizes the blood pressure. Eight, immune system. Cantaloupes are efficient in strengthening the immune system owing to their wealth of vitamin C. Insomnia. If you're struggling to get a good night's sleep, go ahead and munch on some um, cantaloupe. It's an excellent source of of inositol, a a B vitamin that can induce sleep like medication, but without any of the side effects. Ten, menstruation issues. Women who suffer from menstrual cramps and other related problems may find relief in cantaloupes. Not only do they reduce the flow of blood, but they minimize the clotting as well. Metabolic syndrome, number 11. This is the collective term for the condition that can increase your risk of heart disease and diabetes, namely high blood pressure and abnormal cholesterol levels. These can be all mitigated and controlled by frequently consuming the nourishing fruit that is cantaloupe. Muscle cramps. Without potassium, you become more prone to muscle cramps and injury. Fortunately, cantaloupes are full of this essential nutrient. Nicotine withdrawal. Cantaloupes are packed with nutrients that can help smokers deal with their nicotine withdrawal symptoms in a more efficient manner. One other benefit ex-smokers can get from cantaloupe is their ability to replenish vitamin A lost from constant smoking. 14. Pregnancy. The vitamin B9 or folic acid in cantaloupe ensures that babies aren't born with neural tube defects. And 15. Stress. Potassium aids the body in more ways than one. It boosts the supply of oxygen to the brain and normalizes the heartbeat. These, in turn, can help you feel more relaxed. And 16, water retention. Sodium causes you to retain water, but cantaloupes greatly diminish its effects. If you want to lose a bit of weight, you can't go wrong with adding cantaloupes to your diet. It'll help get rid of that water weight. Lessons and grace, we're going to take a music moment and come back with the metaphysics of the moment and get you some cantaloupe in your life. Let's go to you. So what seems to be a sacrifice to those outside that let's feel as they fail to overstand the path to you. 
Blessings and grace. We're going to move forward into the metaphysics of the moment. For this portion, I turn to the Pistis Sophia, chapter 76. How Sophia will know that the time for her final deliverance hath come. Sophia is wisdom. So, how wisdom will know that the time of her final deliverance hath come. What will come to pass at that time? 
and the time for the final deliverance of Sophia, of wisdom, is completed. And thereafter I said again unto her, Hearken that I may speak with thee about their time. When this which I have said unto thee will come to pass, it will come to pass when the three times are completed. When the three times are completed. Wisdom comes around three times. Pistis Sophia answered and said unto me, O light, by what shall I know when the three times will take place? so that I may be glad and rejoice that the time is near for thee to bring me to my region. And moreover, rejoice therein that the time is come when thou wilt take the light power from all of them which hate me, because I have had faith in thy light. And I answered and said unto her, If thou seest the gate of the treasury of the great light which is opened after the thirteenth aeon, and that is the left one. When the gate is opened, then there are three times completed. Pistis Sophia again answered and said, O light, by what shall I know? For I am in this region, and that gate is opened. And I answered and said unto her, When that gate is opened, they who are in all the aeons will know, because the great light which will obtain in all their regions. But see, I have now settled that they shall venture no ill against thee until the three times are completed and that will have the power of going down into their 12 aeons I when it pleaseth thee and also of returning and going into thy region which is below the 13th aeon and which thou now art that thou will not have the power of passing through the gate of the height which is in the 13th aeon so as to enter thy region, whence thou didst come down, moreover, then the three times are completed. Moreover, if the three times are completed, self-willed and all his rulers will again constrain thee and take thy light from thee, being enraged against thee and thinking thou hast imprisoned his power in the chaos, and thinking that thou hast taken its light from it, and he will be embittered against thee, to take thee light, thy light, in order that he may send it down into the chaos. So you'll, we will be tra- tested and tried on a daily, to be pulled down into the chaos in the midst. Take thee thy light in order that it may send it down to the chaos and it may get down to the emanation of his so that it may be able to come up out of the chaos and go into his region. Adamus will attempt this, but I will take all thy powers from him and give them unto thee. That's why we have to stay steadfast and flat footed in the wisdom. And I will come to take them. Now, therefore, if they constrain thee at that time, then sing praises to the light. And I will not delay to help thee. And I will quickly come to thee, to the regions which are below thee. And I will come down their regions to take their light from them. And I will come to this region where I have removed thee, and which is below the 13th aeon. And I will bring thee to thy region which thou art come. It came to pass then. When Pistis Sophia had heard me say these words unto her, that she rejoiced with great joy. But I removed her to the region which is below the 13th aeon, and I went to the light and departed from her. 
and all these adventures the first mystery told the disciples that they should come to pass the Pistosophia. And he sat on the Mount of Olives, narrating all these adventures in the midst of the disciples. And he continued again and said unto them, And it came to pass again after this, while I was in the world of men and sat in the way, that this in this region, which is the Mount of Olives, before my vesture was sent unto me, which I had deposited in the 420th mystery from the interior, but the first from the exterior, which is the great uncontainable, in which I am enwrapped. And before I had gone to the height to receive my second vesture, while I sat with you in this region, which is the Mount of Olives, that the time was completed, of which I had to say to Sister Sophia, Adamus and all his rulers will constrain thee. So as you grow in wisdom, there will be a tug of war. But that's where the courage comes and the strength to block the fear, the false evidence appearing real. And seeing the truth three times, it has to be completed three times to jump levels. So I went to the metaphysical Bible dictionary and I looked up the metaphysical meaning of thought. Thought is the process in mind by which substance is acted on by energy, directed by intelligence. Thought is the movement of ideas in the mind. Thought control is established by aligning the thoughts with the mind of Christ, bringing every thought to a harmonious relation, to eternal, unchangeable principles. The healing balm for every inharmony. The healing balm for every inharmony in consciousness is understanding of the creative power of thought and its relation to the God mind and to manifestation. Adverse conditions are built into the mind and body by the law of mind action. Ignorant thinking forms the substance of mind and body into inharmonious states. So we have to keep our thinking positive in the midst of all the chaos and what's happening around us. We have to hold steadfast to our minds and control our thoughts. And I started off the praise up this evening with Proverbs, and that was from Solomon. So I looked up the metaphysical meaning of Solomon. And Solomon is the state of mind that is established in consciousness when the soul is unified with wisdom and love, whole, complete, concord, and peaceful. That Solomon stands for more than a great Hebrew king and a wise man is quite evident to those who have searched deeply in religious and mythological history. As students who look especially for information about the individual man, we discern that Solomon, a development of the presiding genius at the heart center, in scripture, brain and nerve centers, more strictly speaking, thought centers, again, the thought, are designated as cities. And the presiding ruling intelligence that controls or directs the work of any center as a personality. Jerusalem, city of peace, stands for the heart center. And Solomon, peaceful man, stands for the presiding intelligence. When the ruling intelligence is in harmony with the fundamental character of the center, rapid construction of the spiritual body goes on. We are told that David could not build a great temple because he was a man of war. 
When violent and resistant emotions hold sway in the mind, the turmoil is such as to prevent any permanent construction of the new body on the higher planes of consciousness. So we see the importance of cultivating peace instead of war, non-resistance instead of resistance, harmony and love instead of discord and hate. Solomon was also a great judge. When asked by the Lord what he should give him, Solomon chose wisdom above riches and honor. Then all the other things were added. Solomon was given a rare intuition and he used it freely in arriving at his judgments. He did not rest on his investigation on visible facts, but sought out the inner motives. In the case of the two women who claimed the same infant, he commanded the attendant to bring a sword and to cut the child in two and give half to each woman. And of course, the real mother begged him not to do this. And he knew at once she was the mother. The symbolic object of Solomon's assembling the head of men of Israel, 1 King 8, 1 to 11, to construct under the guiding light of divine wisdom an imperishable body. That's why we have to find our three, our triad. All constructive processes must be under the guidance of divine wisdom. The elders, the heads of tribe, the princes represent directive powers to which various aggregations of thought in the subconsciousness Look for instruction. The Ark of the Covenant is the sum total of man's conscious understanding of truth, combined with faith, affirmations, and loyalty. Faith, affirmations, and loyalty within and without the principles of truth. The covenant was written on tablets of stone, showing the spiritual law is expressed not only in the mind, but in body also. The center of consciousness Accumulated good radiates and expresses is the heart center, Jerusalem, the city of peace and harmony. The ruling factors in this center are peace and wisdom, represented by King Solomon. The holy vessels in consciousness are the thoughts that lie back of and from the various organs of the body. The body of Christ, your, 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 your personal body, your family body. We have to align our bodies so we can traverse this board, this plane of existence. We're going to take a music moment. Blessings and grace. Oh, wolf. 
minded antichrist. Nowhere to run and nowhere to hide. Side by side lies an enemy. A wolf in sheep's clothing. Patiently waiting, patiently waiting. For you and me to bow down on one knee and await the scars of the Illuminati. Numbers burnt into your souls in threes and threes and threes.
Blessings and grace. I'd like to big up my co-host on this frequency, music. That was Kamasi Washington with Final Thought. Preceding that was Latin Cafe, Power to Conquer. John 9 featuring Akan Becca, the greatest threat to the status quo. Ty Phoenix, Waking Up. Star, Revolution On. Queen Africa, Serve and Protect. Josh Milan, Honey Sweet. Nairobi Selah, Offspring. John 9, In the Midst. Sarak, Demon Destroyer. Karen Wheeler, Get on my knees and pray. Etna, free. Earthology, the Whitfield Brothers, featuring Bajaka. And John 9, legitimate. I want to thank the Most High for helping me through this podcast. And for blessing me with the strength to move forward and take one day, each step at a time. And I want to thank you for joining me. And walking on this journey as we lift the veil and see what's happening in this world and how we can better prepare ourselves as we move forward with knowledge. Knowledge is a powerful thing. Stand in reality and face it. And find your three, your confidant, your comrade, your constituent, and make moves. Peace and blessing. This poem shall speak of the wretched sea that washed ships to these shores, of mothers crying for their young, swallowed up by the sea. This poem shall say nothing new. This poem shall speak of time, time unlimited, time undefined. This poem shall call names, names like Lumumba, Kenyatta, Nkuma, Anibal, Atherton, Malcolm, Garvey, Haile Selassie. This poem is vexed about apartheid, racism, fascism, the Ku Klux Klan, riots in Brixton, Atlanta, Jim Jones. This poem is revolting against first world, second world, third world, division, man-made decision. This poem is no secret. This poem shall be called boring, stupid, senseless. This poem is watching you trying to make sense from this poem. This poem is messing up your brain making you want to stop listening to this poem. But you shall not stop listening to this poem. You need to know what will be said next in this poem. This poem shall disappoint you because this poem is to be continued in your mind, in your mind. 